Sorry about my wet ass hair, by the way. I literally did just get. <laughs> it's fine. My hair's wet too, and you just can't tell. Welcome to Legendly Lens Podcast. You should not pull your hair back when it's wet. It's so bad for your hair. Anyway, I don't care. You're I... gonna care. You'll care one day, brother. Maybe. We got the best weekend, the spiciest weekend. Worst. Matt, how did you feel in history? <laughs> Ooh. Um. How does it feel huh. to have FlyQuest go in a world? Hey, Mott. You're the FlyQuest Amazing. fan. I can't wait I to see them go so and get scared. clapped, but hey, they made it. So, quick question. Are all the teams locked for Worlds, or is it just Fly no. and TL so far? Fly and TL are the only teams locked for Worlds. Uh, the winner of TSM Ooh. versus Cloud9 next week will be the last World spot. We'll They're just playing the for seeding after it. that. <laughs> Understood. Well, here's the thing. I don't feel great about it, because I don't <laughs> think... <laughs> I'm conflicted, right? Because on the one hand, I do feel as if, uh, and Haymont and I were talking about this last night uh, when we were watching some VODs, like, I do feel like FlyQuest has been playing, like, out of their minds for a lot of the playoffs, right? Like, they've been they've been actually playing, like, super well. Um, and so if they can keep that up for Worlds, then I'm, like, I'm all for it, right? Sick, nasty, dope. Glad to see an NA team that's, like, really going to go ham while they're there. Uh, do it, but I don't know if that's going to hold up. We've had a lot of really good teams in the past who dominated splits or played out of their minds in playoffs and then just flopped at Worlds. Immortals! So, Sorry, what? I didn't hear anything. Um, <laughs> you got a cough, buddy? You good? Big Rona uh, coming for you? Um, I'm fine. No, gotta get a Ricola right there. But um, at the full I don't know. I think that FiQuest has been playing really well, and so it's like... I, it doesn't feel bad, right? Like, if a team like... If a team that had not been doing well uh, in the regular season and hadn't really even been doing well in playoffs, like just like one because, you know, C9 or, or some other team threw, that would feel really bad because it's like, oh, well, this is just like a guaranteed out. But FlyQuest has been playing well enough that I'm like, all right, whatever. Ooh. What about you, Ant? Um... I'm kind of uh, on the same fa same place as you because this is a very new org. Um, I'm not too sure about their uh, like their support staff and how experienced they are will be if they go to Worlds uh, and how stable that they will be able to transition their performance in uh, playoffs here to the world stage, which is going to be probably rather stressful considering uh, the global climate and how they're probably going to play in a bubble, meaning... Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I think it might actually create a better practice environment in terms of, uh, th they can only interact with each other. So the players will be much more, uh, well, they'll interact with each other more. So I think that's going to be good, but I don't think that it'll be an overall benefit to teams like FlyQuest. I think TL will pro probably do good at Worlds, but, uh, besides them... Even C9 and TSM look very shaky to me. I question whether TSM, if they do go to Worlds, will be able to uh, convert much. And Cloud9 look like they're kind of falling from their peak. And I don't know if they're going to be able to come back up from it. They look strong against EG, but it, it, they didn't... Like, they look strong against EG. That's, that's the thing. I mean, uh, even if they look strong against EG, I still have to give credit to um them for beating evil geniuses because it looked like Hooney and golden glue were actually putting in work 
right? It didn't look like EG, which was kind of like, oh, sometimes it's off, it's sometimes it's so, off. It looked like they got a bit of a playoff buff. It just we're, wasn't. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves talking about the games. Uh, do we want to okay. try, uh, go start by talking about how C9 ended up playing against EG after they lost to FlyQuest? If I'm you good. had told me that FlyQuest was going we can to skip beat this part. Cloud9, <laughs> no, we can skip, no, we can skip this part it's for a it's world good. spot <laughs> at week three. I would have been like. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. You're high as fuck. <laughs> mm -hmm. But they did it. They came out there and they popped them. And I, I didn't even think it was unconvincing that they were the better team on that day. It, Cloud9 didn't look like they could do anything. They had no tool. They didn't have anything. Fucking Blabber was just dragging the team down and the team was barely holding on as it was. Hey, Ma, how are you <laughs> feeling? After this weekend, it, it must be so good to watch them beat out Cloud9 like that. I feel very happy, but it also, I do have to make the point that it basically looked like FlyQuest was going, all right, we got to play, we're just going to run it. We got to play, we're just going to run it. We got to play, <laughs> we're just going to run it. And most of the time, it worked out. Like three out of four times. But there was that one time in game two where it just didn't, right? Where they went and they were like, oh, we have Baron. C9's probably at the Infernal Drake. You know what? We're just going to go over to and contest that. And then got clapped. Right? <laughs> they literally... Uh, that's what I'm saying. The entire series was basically FlyQuest going, oh, we got to play, we're going to run it. And C9 just not being able to respond. In game one, you saw it at its greatest effect where Blabber and the rest of C9 were just taken aback by how aggressive FlyQuest were being about goddamn Santorin always invading Blabber about POE supporting him on the wrong, about Ignar drawing those flash Q hooks, which a couple of times just kind of whiffed. But hey, he was there in spirit, and his threat was still popping off from the games one into game two. All right? <laughs> That's it. So That's what I'm thinking about, Fly. Mm -hmm. there, there, was a, there was an interesting uh, chart they pulled up of Blabber over all four games, and how he, was actually, he actually started uh, the farthest behind at 15 in the first game. But then every game, he got a little further and further. And in the last game, the game that I actually think looked uh, the most convincing for FlyQuest is the game that he was ahead at 15 minutes. So, it's it's just, it's really hard for me to, like, get behind Cloud9 right now when they were getting carried by putting all of their resources into Blabber in earlier. And now they're just, it's just not working. Everybody has figured out that if you assault Blabber, it's, it, it will just make Cloud9 fall apart. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know how you come back from that because it does not look like Nisky or Licorice can pull it out and their bot lane has been slumping super hard. Matt, um, how, do you, how do you feel after this, after this defeat? I'm going to let Hamon talk because he was oh, about to. Okay. But... Um, I should also say, as an addendum for like Cloud9, they basically run ran the same champs the entire series. It was Ezreal Yumi bot lane, which isn't like the most powerful well, like early game bot lane. So of course those dragons are gonna go away by the way of flag quest. Licorice actually looked like he was having a great time against Solo in the top lane. If it was maybe I don't know, uh, Blabber had played towards that top side and maybe camped a little bit, they probably could put down Solo a bit more and something along those lines. It's just. It's just little things that C9 were like, oh, repeating the same draft and not playing to what might be their strong points. Or actually, like, getting caught out and doing little mistakes every once in a while. Right? 
Fleck it, just ran mm-hmm. the same draft almost every game. They had Licor- or, uh, they had Solo on uh, Shen, Shen all four games. They had basically the same bot lane with uh, a Hooker and Gage champ as support and then Ash or Senna who are global CC supportive champions. Uh, mm-hmm. Their mid lane on the last game is the place where they had the biggest change. They went from the hyper carry Zilli- or Zilliad, uh, Azir, Azir, LeBlanc, uh, and Azir again, to Malzahar, who is actually kind of supportive, but provides a lot of CC and target. So, mm-hmm. it, I think that was kind of the wild card that they pulled out that really sealed uh, C9's fate because there was nothing that C9 had to counter to counter them anymore. They could have ran the same thing again and ran uh, probably Oriana and st- they still would have won. But I think showing mm-hmm. Malzahar might actually... It, it, it either hurts them in the future a lot because they've shown that they can play Malzahar or it, it mm-hmm. shows everyone that you can't ban out our mid laner because he'll resort to playing fucking Malzahar. Oh, Malzahar, no, 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 Malzahar no. is the is one of the most brain dead mid laners, and it's like you, you you pick a target and you kill a target. It's so mm-hmm. fun to just say no this one. Yep. And if you can, do, and if yep. you're like we're willing to resort to putting our best player on this champion and still winning, that's scary to me. Yep. The, the thing is that it's not just the Malzahar. We've also seen him pull out the AP Kogma before, all right? It's I don't not like talking about AP a... Kogma. <laughs> hey, he always got some picks that he has uh, hidden away in a bag. Right? He, he can pull out a couple of them. Or not the Zillion. Yes, does he think he has the Zillion, but does he have the Ziggs? Oh. Oh, you see, that I don't know. I think DeMonte figured that one out for his team. Well, well. It might be something that they could practice. I hope they prepare it for Worlds or something along those lines. But it's, uh, I don't know, right? I just don't know. All right, Matt. I need you to, to re- reach deep down into your heart and tell me how you feel about this game or this match. <laughs> he, it, it, it's, it's so raw. Um, <laughs> I was... Pretty worried uh, when FlyQuest was doing so well uh, in the first couple games, and then there was, of course, as Monty mentioned, the game where they like had that really big chuck of uh, the Drake fight, and that gave me a little bit of hope. More fool me, I guess. Um, but it didn't feel good. Like there were times where it seemed like you know, as you mentioned, Blabber was just sort of like not in position. There was one time in particular where like. Uh, as well with like uh, licorice she was playing gangplank was just bot lane and then the rest he had tp'd bot for the fight uh and then he had just stayed and then he got collapsed on by five people and everybody else on c9 was on the other side of the map and they didn't really have vision and it's like well what are you doing there right like mm-hmm. what are we gonna get off of that death and i don't remember like maybe we did get something off that death death in which case like fair enough but like in the moment i was like well that's just weird right because like licorice <laughs> is not a player i think of as making those kinds of like, I'm just going to overstay and, and die decisions. Um, mm-hmm. So it just seemed like it was really like a lot of the bot lane sort of clutching it out <laughs> um, uh, for for the team, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, my hope is that, you know, Blabber and, and all of the, uh, can get more consistent and that everybody, like the team, can make like very good decisions uh, together. Uh, but until then, it's like, I don't even know <laughs> what to expect. So... The real raw pain 
I'm a Cloud9 fan, everybody. It doesn't hurt that bad. I kind of don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> He's lying to you, people. It, really it, it hurts him down to his core. This is the no, mask he puts on to protect himself just, from the. It's, it's okay, legal, Matt. You can. You can be. You are safe here. You. Nobody is going to judge you or make yeah. fun of you except for me. And Amon. No, no. Listen, I get it. I just like. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I had a few days to sit with it, so it doesn't. Hurt. It's not as raw, you know. Okay. Hey, I considered like. If TSM lost, I considered cutting out all the lights and just getting a paper bag over my head and then just doing the show from that. That would have oh, been you, fair, though. You gotta also remember to write TSM on it just to make sure. You know, it's a paper bag. Right. It came from the tree. There you go. All right. Oh, you're right. Okay, that one do better. Mm -hmm. uh, we skipped over talking about the uh, results picks, and uh, I had a big stinker of a weekend only getting two of the uh, winners right, and uh, none of the picks right. Haymont got three, or I'm sorry, he got all four of the correct victors, and then he called the TL series score pro correctly. Like, Jesus. I'm just right. That's, That's it. <laughs> the coin flip has started winning. This is not good. Matt came in with three. Though. Oh man! He did not get the cloud nine one though, as as we as clearly. I did not. I'm just I'm just real glad that GG gave TSM those first two warm up games. Real glad. All right, but before we talk about that that game, let's talk about GG versus TL. Uh. So it kind of. Mm -hmm. I. I don't have much to say about this series because it just looked like TL walked in, smacked some booty, and then went home. But it looked pretty close, to be honest, for a lot of the games. GG seemed to have control early game, but then just didn't to me. That's uh, that's the whole, every game, every single game. Hey, Mom, what you think? Yep. No, that's that's what I said would happen. It would be GG just like, oh, they look really close or something. Like, they'd get that really big early game lead, and then all of a sudden, it, like, TL would come back some way. Like, one of them, Hanser, was amazingly ahead on the Lilia in the top lane, and then he died three times in a row, which put them on a back foot. Like, right? That's something that I would expect to happen, or that TL would find and manage to, I don't know, scrounge some wins from it. And Broxa was uh, smiting properly in the latter half of that game, so it's it, it just kind of went unexpected. That's all. Matt, you got a, any real comments about this? Cause it, no, just, not, not that hasn't been said already. Uh, <laughs> game three, I found <laughs> hilarious when EGG whipped out freaking uh, Gangplank top, Lilia jungle, uh, Lucian mid, and then uh, goddamn, Senna uh, Brombot. That, that comp, absolutely horrendous. Just going to say that right now. Oh. They were going for the aggressive mid, uh, but fool on you thinking you're going to be able to just aggressively handle uh, Jurg in the mid. LeBlanc? No, no, no. No, this is against Jensen. <laughs> Jensen, uh, Jensen just picked LeBlanc, and I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, this cool. is against... Oh, wow. I slipped a big one there. Yeah. Okay. So... I don't know who you are, but if you pick an AD carry mid lane into an assassin, do you know what's gonna happen at level six? You're gonna die. That's what happens. Just, just warning you. All right. 
let's move on to uh, the good news for Matt this week. Uh, <laughs> Cloud9 versus EG. Mm-hmm. Matt, are you... To uh, be fair, it would have uh, been su- I think we all would have been surprised if EG had won that. But... I wouldn't. I, I picked them. <laughs> You're a troll, though. I'm not a troll. I thought that they were going to win. I thought that Cloud9 uh, slump was going to continue, but they kind of they got their uh, feet back under them. They stabilized. They got going again. I still don't think it's enough. I still think... think I do not think that uh, C9 we, have... Wait, we're going to get ahead of ourselves. Are we talking... Let's talk about EG. Yeah, yeah. First, so. um, <laughs> I don't know. It was a fine series. Like you said, they got their feet back under them. They just played a solid... Uh, Saw a little bit of League of Legends. Uh, EG didn't look like they were chucking that hard, but mm-hmm. um, these actually looked like really hard-fought, close games by both teams. And and the reason it because it was so close in all of these games, it to me it felt like Cloud Nine while they won, like they they haven't fixed their problems. They won out because they were able to kind of outskill EG in some respects. But this whole series just looked like it was Blabber and Svenskaren trying to duke it out. Like, that that's what I was oh. getting out of this. And then Bang just looked like he was slumping super hard to me. I Bang was never, like, doing anything that I thought was great this series. Yeah. I think it was uh, great that C9 decided to demonstrate that their bot lane can play multiple things. And decided to make Vicenna a contested pick, especially with Sven and uh, Vulcan uh, dominating that bot lane in the first game, right? And really pulling it out for C9 uh, later on in the game. Which was uh, kind of unexpected with how the the game started. But either way, like throughout the entire series, uh, Sven and Vulcan looked absolutely uh, great. And then uh, the rest of C9 looked slightly better. That's it. Just slightly better than EG. Uh, Huni and Svenskaren were really trying to pop off. Golden Glue was even putting in work. And like you said, it, it just didn't seem like Bang really showed up this game, uh, this series. Uh, so one giant flaw I see with Cloud9 is that they don't play Caitlyn at all. They have to mm-hmm. bl- ban it when they're blue side. And I don't know why they're doing that. Caitlyn is the number one AD carry on the patch they're on. And I just mm-hmm. see zero reason why they would be banning this instead of picking it on blue side. Like, every, I, I think that's another key flaw to Cloud9's game plan is that everyone else is playing Caitlyn. Caitlyn is the, one of the easiest AD carries in this game. But for some reason, mm-hmm. Cloud9 isn't doing it. Matt, wh- wh- why is Cloud9 not playing Caitlyn? Why the fuck are you asking me, dude? Because you're the Cloud9 fan. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not on the staff, dude. I don't know what they're fucking... <laughs> Maybe it's as simple as, like, they don't like it with what the comps they want to run, right? Like, maybe they're like, well, we don't want to pick this and do this. Or, like, maybe Sven just isn't comfortable on it. I mean, that would frankly be shocking, right? Given the fact that she is super easy. It might just be like a, we don't like it or we don't want it or it doesn't synergize with what we're aiming for. But I I have no fucking idea. Uh, These are all absolute guesses (laughs) because I don't work on the staff. So I couldn't tell you. They play front-to-back team fights, and if they're looking for lane priority, I feel like Caitlyn has good lane priority, and it takes a lot of investment in your bot lane to give them priority over a Caitlyn lane. Like, Caitlyn Thrash, Caitlyn Morgana, Caitlyn Karma, 
Caitlyn, uh, Rakan, everything feels like it has so much power with Caitlyn in lane. Like, I just, I don't, I, I think that's going to hurt them. And I think going against TSM, a team who is very willing to pay, play Caitlyn, that, that's a problem. Though, uh, I think it, it is fine to say that uh, C9 are often willing to flex Morgana mid lane. Because I know Niski does like to play Morgana mid lane a lot more often than most other mid laners. I still don't think it's a good choice, but they'll do that. It's not like dog shit, though. Sure. Yeah. All right. Enough with all of the uh, appetizers. Let's get ourselves into uh, the the hot, juicy steak that is this weekend. That came fact, from TGI so hot, I gotta take Fry. It was it's the great steak that you got from TGI joke. Fridays, and it came out like does that say shut up? Does that say FBI open mid? Yes, yes, it does. Buddy, did you understand that when you put it on the camera, it was going to be backwards? It's so... not backwards for me. Okay, but it is for... <laughs> Wait a minute. It says FBI open mid. Anthony tried to do a bit, Hamon. He tried to be funny. I, I actually have to pre-flip my camera so that on the recording, my camera flipped properly because hey, fair enough, buddy. cameras are flipped proper properly for me. Fair enough, buddy. Ugh. I, I saw All this right. joke on the thread, and I'm just like, this is the funniest thing I've uh, ever and seen. And you yoinked it for content? Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, just like every other YouTuber. Yes, that's what I'll do. I rank, yank Reddit, Reddit threads for content. All right! Yoinking for content, a long-standing tradition. <laughs> so, uh, the ga this series started off with a couple of warm-up games. Uh, GG was gracious enough to give TSM two warm-up games, so let's just skip right to game three. Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> Okay. No, that's you. We're not. I mean, that's a great <laughs> joke, but we're not letting you ignore it. Fuck, do we have to? Yeah. Yeah, we do All have right, to. Alright, so what else intro these games? <laughs> hey, Mont. I don't really like TSM's bot lane right now. I just, in lane, they look very uncoordinated, which is not what you want from them, right? I remember watching them game five and Biofrost dying at random times while Doublelift was right next to him. Maybe could have saved him a couple times. And then it them? just... Wait, what? So basically, um, what happened in game five was that Closer was playing to pressure bot side. And it worked very successfully. Like, Golden Guardians got off a level three four-man dive, killed Biofrost. Another time, they dove again. Biofrost is dead once again while um, Doublelift had like an Ash arrow and stuff. I don't know. He might have been able to save um, Biofrost a couple. Uh, I think you overestimate not the all the time, of an but maybe arrow and a dive. It only works if you stun the first person who tanks turret, and they have to be like on top of you. Also, you have to not instantly die, and they have to not have flash. Mm -hmm. And if you I go flash, is... bigger problem. Mm -hmm. I think he's got such a long cooldown. I mean, such a short cooldown. What am I saying? Not such early a short game. cooldown. That is probably fine. Not early game. Early game, yeah, early it's game, like it's pretty long. Minutes. Okay. Otherwise, like, I, I just didn't like looking at the bot lane. I really thought it was a weak point how they're working I also don't like looking like... at it, but just because I don't like looking at TSM, it's a little, <laughs> like, grimy, gross looking right now. He's jealous of our championships. <laughs> oh, no. I think You're BB jealous action... of our world's appearances in the last two I years. I still have more of them than you, man. <laughs> in the last two years? No, 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 in general. I was I was tightening what we were looking at. <laughs> Look, I would uh, curl all of my trophies, but I have too many. 
Well, you, hey, don't, I... you don't personally have any, and also I'm pretty sure you couldn't even curl five pounds if you had to, so like... <laughs> we saved the trees, alright? We planted a lot of them, okay? Whatever, dude, whatever, whatever. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? I was just being an asshole. Um, I'll give credit to Broken Blade, because they um, instead did play topside, and it paid dividends. Uh, he looked absolutely crazy on the um, Renekton, and if that hadn't happened, then I'm pretty sure TSM would have lost that game five too. Oh, uh, Broken mm -hmm. Blade, it, it, he is my deity right now because dear lord, did he play out of his mind? That man on mm -hmm. Renekton is something else. He, he, oh, the as soon as they whipped out the jacks, I'm just like, wait a minute, BB's got the whole thing. He can just do fucking jacks things for the rest of the series and then mm -hmm. they just then he picked renekton and apparently renekton in italy is so good that they can just mark people over and over again Ugh. which surprises me as well I, I hey yeah. this is the first time Italy's ever done something in a game of league of legends for me that's like, jesus why I'm christ that's why i'm surprised <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've seen it across a lot of teams that have been saying oh this is really good and then been like wow but is it though <laughs> when it's actually in action. Oh my god. Yeah. Game, game four, Speakers in Italy was just... Oh my god. Oh, so good. I don't want to talk about that thing in game five. You know that thing in game five, right? Oh, I, absolutely. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Explain it oh, to me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us in excruciating detail. Uh -huh. I mean, you can be. You can give me a rough and ready, but, you know... Right, about so... the Italy getting ready to go no, 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 into no, no, the no. dragon pit. Alright, so... <laughs> So I, I is think this the Bartold thing? Maybe. Yeah, this uh, is the this, Bartold thing. <laughs> this series I think shows actually why they picked Biofrost over Spica. Because while they both can play Bard, Biofrost's Bard is so much better than sorry, Spica's. You said not Spica, uh treats, sorry. Ooh. They've been swapping too many players during playoffs, I keep forgetting. I think I'm building last oh. year. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so I I think if they can keep this going, they'll be fine. I think Biofrost has has more prominent picks for the current meta. I think his Karma's good, his ba Thresh is good, his Bard is good. I bet you his Morgana's fine. Uh, so th those feel like they're the the picks to me. I also think he could probably play Blitzcrank, but I'm not too sure. Blitzcrank's kind of a niche pick for a lot of people. So I, I feel like the way bot meta is going right now, Biofrost is actually the choice. Uh... And I hope that that the next week of time or five days ish, uh, they get enough practice in with Biofrost that it really works out. Mm -hmm. Because they they I, I I don't think that they need to I don't think TSM at this level will easily beat Cloud Nine. I think that they need to upgrade and stabilize themselves and sort of reposition mm -hmm. themselves to playing softer late game bot lanes that can absorb some hits early. And then playing towards topside because Broken Blade has been playing out of his mind, Bjergsen's been playing out of his mind, and Speak has been looking like good support for both of them. So if they can leverage with that, I think they're gonna do do really well. Okay, I'm really sorry to burst your bubble, but I literally saw Golden Guardians letting TSM get away with some stuff that I think other teams would not have. Like what? Right. So they would allow TSM to trade turrets that I think they had no business actually getting. Um, and just objectives that I 
like I said, I just don't think TSM had any business getting. And I think that was off of Golden Guardians uh, not exactly knowing what to do, even with their bot lead, and uh, making poor what macro decisions lead? coming at them. They didn't have a bot um, lead in any of the games they lost, really, except for maybe the last one. It, in in the last one, yes. Um, but that was more so... I think they're not used to playing around bot lane there, and it, it kind of shows, and it's just... I think TSM went up against Golden Guardians, and the second time around, they cleaned up like what their uh, mid-game macro and what their late-game macro would be a bit more, and were able to beat Golden Guardians that way. I'm not trying to take anything away from Broken Blade actually playing out of yes, his mind, are. but... <laughs> yeah. He's the uh, reason they won bit. all three of those games. Him and Spica. Uh, I, I should yeah. not take away from Bjergsen. Bjergsen's a fucking mad lad. Of course, Bjergsen's always very consistent every single bad, time. Bad player. I, you know what? I You're feel like I can player. say things without having to, to like, make uh, concessions to Bjergsen because it's just a given. Nobody will mm -hmm. ever say anything bad about Bjergsen. Except when he's on okay. Maokai and... And then I enter the conversation. Bjergsen <laughs> is a bad player. No. Uh. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking for okay, a new host. Uh, <laughs> just pull in like Tony or something. It'll go There's great. Just... You'll get no. banned within two weeks. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. There's going to be posts on Reddit. I mean, not on Reddit. On like Craigslist. Looking for new podcast host. Must like League of Legends. Actually must play League of Legends. Not necessary to like... Well, you have to watch the LCS. Um, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Very true. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Um, if we're doing a, a comparison, I think uh, Cloud9 series versus Evil Geniuses was uh, better. Right? I think that Cloud9's bot lane did show a diverse uh, playstyle that they'd be able to do, or a diverse set of champions that they'd be able to play around, and I think that's a pretty heavy mismatch right now between TSM and C9. I I don't disagree that I think C9's bot lane might be slightly better, but I feel like TSM just got through with the best bot lane in the LCS, and now they're moving on to much lower competition, and their bot lane is looking like it was improving the whole weekend. Okay. We'll, we'll need Double to see if went from it. inting his brains out to being useful. That's improvement. And then Broken Blade just started manhandling entire teams of people. Without hands, mind you, he's a fucking crocodile. I'll give that. I don't think he's going to be able to take that away from... Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to manhandle Licorice. Uh, I don't think that's I, a I think very Licorice big... Licorice is probably easier right than Solo. Than Solo? My god. That's, I'm not trying to take away from Solo or anything, but easier than Solo. I'd say him and Solo are about par for the course, depending on what you're looking for. I think <laughs> if he shows up and does carry performance against, I think Licorice could pop off. And if we see BB and Licorice going at a carry fight, I would be very happy. <laughs> God damn. So. But that brings us to our next topic, which is our predictions for next week actually no it's not it's our goodbyes to both of these teams let's start off with evil geniuses what do we think eg needs to do to improve um i think they started to find their grounds during the playoffs uh really right during, during this the playoffs 
literally during this playoffs. During Not the, the last playoffs. <laughs> the last playoffs, it was um, we we had a different roster, right? But this playoffs, we did have uh, Huni, Spencerian, Golden Glue, Bang, Zazel, the full crew right there. Um, and it looked like um, Huni and Spence Garen were really uh, playing out of their minds. It looked like Golden Glue was uh, playing crazy too. It's just a it's just a matter of the bot lane now. Like Bang needed to show up a bit, and he just didn't this one playoffs game, which so, was crazy to me. I, I can agree that Bang really did not show up this this last series, but to say that Huni was playing out of his mind is just. It's, it's hilarious. Like, look, I, I'm not going to say he was the worst player on this team because he wasn't. But, like, he's not take, he, he's not consistent enough. He isn't, like, he, he, was, he wasn't consistent enough in this series. He got a uh, rumble, and he still didn't have enough power. He, he, he got his best champion, and he's still not pulling it out. Like, what the hell? Okay, that, that is a fair point. Uh, I did see his Shen games were good. I'll give him that. Put him so on Shen! I, put everyone on Shen! For the love of God, what, he's such a broken champion! It's what everyone's been doing, but for some reason, people don't know how to punish him. <laughs> There's no punishing it! That's the problem! You, you, you take Shen, you take two teleport AD carries, and guess what? You can never punish Shen! What you do is the four-man dive in the top lane before the rift arrow. And then somebody pushes bot! Just pull it. It doesn't uh, matter. Get the Herald and push top. It's okay. Just do it. Just uh, come on. <laughs> just four man dive the man. It's gonna. It might be a little hasty, but just make sure his jungler's. Well, try to make Shen. sure his jungler's not in the area and just get it done. If, if sh <laughs> look, 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 fucking FlyQuest figured it out. Just put your top laner on Shen for four fucking games. That's how you do it. It's so I'm easy. Not gonna disagree, but I also think C9 could have probably found a way to punish him, uh, even though How? that gangplank did look like it was doing a lot of work. But if you abandon bot lane, the bot lane turret goes down. It takes okay. your, it it does does takes the point. support to kill the top laner properly. You can't just three man Shen because he'll taunt everybody. That's why I said four. <laughs> and then yeah. you can't defend all of your turrets. Then you have a Rift Herald to do that. <laughs> well, there's to push so down many, a couple There's of so many things you need to have control of before you can even do this. I know, but I really do want to see teams capable of doing it. That's Never what I want to see. Oh, please, come on. Camp camping the <laughs> Shen is a futile effort. It is a Band-Aid <sighs> solution. But we're talking about oh. Evil Genius's roster. And I'm pretty sure Bang is probably going to go back to Korea. At some point. I mean, even if he goes back to... Well, a, a team's probably going to pick him up. It's oh, just somebody's a matter of picking which up team. Bang. That's not even, like, a question. Let's see. What's mm -hmm. his contract, too? His contract... Is, actually, it ends in 2021. So, in theory, EG could keep him here against his will. But they probably won't. Uh, I think him and Hoonier... He... I, he he keeps having like very underperforming like like he underperforms at the worst times which is a problem game five like, there's a whole meme about faker crying and bang 
next to him being like, I thought you said 3-0 real quick so we could go get dinner. <laughs> when they lost to Samsung. Like... This isn't oh, the first man. time he's done this, and this isn't the biggest stage he's done this on. Oh, uh, you're muted. Uh, yeah, I forgot I was on Push Talk. I forgot, I remember that meme, and it's really funny. <laughs> oh, I've been hunting for that meme forever, and I can't find it. I'm gonna have to remake it. Oh, man. So I, The Photoshop I, skill that work. <laughs> I think Bang is gone. I'm pretty sure we should drop Hooney, and I don't know mm -hmm. what to do with this mid lane. Like, because Jazuke is pretty good, but he takes, he seems to take a lot of resources to get not mm -hmm. as much gain, and Golden Glue seems to be serviceable, but I, I just don't know how to, how to solve this situation. Fanscaren still looks pretty good, and I feel like mm -hmm. Kumo should be strong too, but I'm, but again, he doesn't seem, uh, like, I don't know where his ceiling is right now. It doesn't look that high, but I feel like mm -hmm. he could, he definitely could get better. So I don't... Th this is honestly one of the rosters where I'm like, if you ran it back, they'd probably easily make playoffs again and they might be able to make a run for third or second if they were if they got yeah. lucky. But mm -hmm. I also think that th this is the new most volatile roster. What, who was it? Was it Clutch last year when they were running uh, Hooney and Piglet? And I'm like, this is the most volatile roster in the entirety of LCS. This is the same fucking problem, but we have Bang instead of Piglet. Mm-hmm. What does Faker do to his 80 carries? I want to know. I don't know. Apparently, he's uh, a little bit on the bench right now. So, hey, hey, I had nothing to do with that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Golden Guardians and why I think they should uh, change nothing and keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's hear it. I mean, they just... They've been on a steady, uh, like, upward trend in their placements over and over again. I think they're actually in the same place they were last split or the split before. And in general, their mm -hmm. team just seems to be... Like, it seems like their team is together fine. They just need to, like, get slightly better. I don't feel like any one single part of this team is holding them back heavily. Uh, hang on, let me just double-check their roster so I don't name the wrong names. Uh... Like, like, adding DeMonte felt like a good upgrade from Go from Golden mm -hmm. Glue. And I didn't even think that that would be an upgrade. I thought it was uh, much more of a side grade. I, mm -hmm. The only thing that I think would make this team better possibly is a different jungler. But Closer still looks pretty good. And I, mm -hmm. like, jungle and top lane are the only two roles that I would be heavily looking at. Because this bot lane is the best bot lane from this split. Like, hands down. And if they can perform at the same level in January... I like they're gonna be competing for top four. I think. Hmm. What do you guys think? Where do you need them to make an improvement to get you on board uh, with them being able to win an LCS split? I, hmm, I. That's also a very hard question to answer. Um, who he looked like it. was. <laughs> yeah, who he actually looked uh, great. As a support, it looks like he really came into his own, uh, which was wonderful to see. It looks like FBI, uh, still, like you said, best stats in the league. You don't really need to make a change there. Uh, I don't want to say DeMonte, because it feels like um, him pulling out that Ziggs pick against TSM in the first series. Great. It was really good. Him coming up with uh, like uh, strange picks like that. 
uh, would be nice to see more of. Um, I think you really need to clean up small mistakes. Uh, because there was that one game, like I said, during the series where Hanser should have just carried them to a win, but didn't. Um, so I think you really need to go back to basics, make sure that you're doing all your proper checks first and get like, I don't know, uh, someone else who can do uh, thorough game analysis and be like, oh, this is what you should have been doing at this time. You had no business doing this at this time, right? A good post-game review, something else, something along those lines. Otherwise, I can't really see any upgrades in the LCS where you'd be like, oh, I really want this player right now. Uh, I think... Like, like, I think that is a big part of why I don't think this team should change much. Because uh, there, there aren't a lot of options they can go for that I'm like, yes, that would be a great choice. Because uh, I think most of the players are actually signed through the next year. So all of the drops are going to be uh, a, like a surprise to most people. Like, not that we can't get take guesses at who's going to drop like bang. But it, most people aren't going to be able to say, okay, he will be a free agent and we can make a bid on him. Because you're going to have to go through all of this backdoor dealing, uh, buyout contracts, all this bullshit to actually get good players. I I think a possible upgrade for this team is actually Svenskeren. I think EG has got to be very dissatisfied with how they placed this split. And so... Uh, they're, with Bang leaving, I think a lot of their other players will probably take that as a cue to that the team's going to need to rebuild a little bit, and they might also jump ship if they get op offers from teams like Golden Guardians, who seem to have a good plan and a good year-over-year -year progression. They look like they're becoming a steady, stable franchise in the LCS, and I'm excited to see how they increase things like their infrastructure. I think that's probably the best place they can directly make improvements is some something of their infrastructure. I'm not too sure on how it is now. And I know back when they were like putting Keith in jungle, it looked like they had no infrastructure whatsoever. And to be honest, I think they didn't back what or not in jungle and support. <laughs> I think they didn't have it back then. And I think they, they're, they're developing that over the long term, And that's definitely something that w will be the, biggest help to this team is the ability to be uh, introspective. Mm. Matt, what do you, what do you think uh, Golden Guardians is going to do or should do? Uh, I think you're right that they should probably look to get upgrades where they can, uh, which I think the places where they could get upgrades is fairly limited uh, given their roster uh, unless there are some like absolutely absurd shakeups, right, and like a bunch of high high caliber player players are all of a sudden like leaving, right? But that seems unlikely. So uh, maybe look to improve in the jungle. Uh, who's their top laner? Hunter. Uh, fucking keep him, I guess. Um... <laughs> but, like it, it, it's like that too. If EG keep Huni, uh, then I don't see. There's not really a better one. What, like, I don't see options where you're going for it. Because I can see them grabbing Kumo out from under them if they keep Huni. But I don't know if Kumo is going to be a consistent upgrade over Hauntzer. Hauntzer hasn't looked awful. Hauntzer hasn't, also hasn't looked stellar. Like, that, he's in this very middling spot at the moment. And I think that's okay. 
Because I don't think League of Legends is a game about individual performance as much as it's about, like, team performance. If every single lane can go even, then it's more going to rely on your ability to play macro. Like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with the game right now. Yeah. Macro seems to be one of the biggest things that uh, a lot of these teams could improve on. That's so, across the board. <laughs> I, I mean, you could say that about you, you can always say that about most of the teams in the LCS. Like everyone seems to have crappy macro. Fuck, you go to any region, the bottom half of that region is guaranteed to have bad macro. Just saying. Oh man. I don't care and if, if you fucking. And if they don't, it's like the most stacked region in the world. But even st like, really? Because I doubt that LC. I People will always be like, oh yeah, this team wouldn't be even, like, it wouldn't be able to make playoffs in the LCK or the LPL. It's like, really? Do you think they're that much better? Okay, you might be able to have an argument with the LPL. LPL is fucking crazy. Because they also have so many fucking teams and it's insane to be able to fucking understand that region. But LCK yeah. has not been that great, like, outside of their top two teams ever. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people don't so think what I was top NA not... teams can get there. What I was saying is different than what you're, like, responding... What I was saying was, if there were a hypothetical region where even the worst teams had perfect macro, then that hypothetical region would likely be the best in the world. Not that yeah. the best region in the actual world has perfect macro sure. on teams throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Ah. So. Let's talk about... The games from next week, and I'll put our picks up on screen right now. Now, Paymon and Matt seem to be deluded in thinking that Cloud9 have a chance this weekend. But oh, oh, bold are you? Okay. But I, I, I will entertain your ideas for how C9 are going to win this uh, unfathomable matchup. They're a better team, lol. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You know, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to come back from that one. <laughs> oh jeez, simple and straight to the point. L U L. Okay. Well, why is TSM gonna beat C9, Anthony? Tell me. Tell no, me. No, no, I detail. asked first. I asked first. Okay, fine. C9's fine, a fine. better team. L U L. Uh, like why I said, there's a very big bot lane diff. Um, currently. Uh, so far, we've only seen double play Caitlyn and Ash, whereas uh, C9 has demonstrated that they can still pull out an Ezreal. They can still put out, even if in the FlyQuest series it was beaten, I still think it's a very good pick that Sven showed that, hey, it's still stable enough. I can make this work. He can still put out a Senna, which is uh, very nice to see. That scaling late game comp, and they can still play around it as a team. Um, and I think he's just Overall, his champion pool and, on average, his performance is better than Doublelift. Uh, I think that Vulcan's uh, started to get back a little bit into form to show that he's uh, that support that can handle um, all of these other champions, that he can play the Tom Kench, that he's still got a Nautilus, that he can pull out a couple of these picks that may not be the Morgana, which is a very high priority, but is still, you know, things that you can work around, right? Um... And, yeah, I still think Blabber's, uh, even though he wasn't able to show it, I think still think Blabber's a better jungler than uh, Spica overall. There's... Uh, I, I think that Blabber is very exploitable. 
I think that's been shown. Mm. I think that that's the easiest way to combat Cloud9, and that's the best way for TSM to win, as it appears. So I think TSM are going to play to their strengths and at the same time play against C9's weaknesses, and that will make it very easy for them to be able to just tear apart Cloud9. And I don't, I, I think Cloud9's just out of gas at this point. Oh, man. Um, any words for your boy Blabber? Uh, I do yeah. think he's better than Spica, and while Anthony is right that he is exploitable, I don't think that um, it's a exploiting Blabber. I don't think is a guaranteed W. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it, it makes the game harder for C9, but it doesn't guarantee a win, guarantee a win. I think C9's bot lane is better. I think C9's top lane is better, and I think at best mid lane is perfectly even. And I said that just to trigger Anthony, uh, but really I think top and bot are ahead on C9. And I don't think Speak is, like, honestly that great. I think that he's fine. Uh, and I think that if you don't have, like, a really, really strong jungler, exploiting Blabber becomes even harder. But I think that they're just going to win through bot or top like they always do. Uh, or they're going to give Niski Zoe for some dumb reason, and it's going to get fucking loud. But, you know. Now, I don't normally mention this, but our boy Tony is in the chat trying to talk some real smack about TSM. And I'm just saying, man. Golden, Hey, Tony, it's Golden just Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Goldine and Guardian. He's, he's just too scared to come on the show. He's a, he's he afraid. was never invited. I've invited him on the show before. I just got I just say you gotta be able to talk about what we're gonna talk about. And he's too scared. You know he doesn't watch the LCS. Exactly. He's he's too scared. He's but too why would scared you, to watch the LCS. No, you're just a dumbass. He's too scared because he knows that C9 time. is going to lose in the end. But Matt is the one here to defend Team Liquid against FlyQuest. Why do you think Team Liquid are going to win against FlyQuest? I think FlyQuest is, like I said earlier in the show, playing out of their goddamn minds lately. I think they've had an extremely solid playoff run. That being said, I think on the whole, TL is a more consistent team uh, and a team with a higher floor and a higher ceiling. Uh, I think FlyQuest is definitely good, and I think that it could go either way, and I do think it will be an extremely exciting series to watch, uh, as well as an extremely uh, tight series either way. However, I do think uh, FlyQuest simply has... Uh, uh, does, Or rather, I think Team Liquid simply has uh, too much... Uh, of a lead, as it were, on the uh, on the opposition here. Uh, I, I definitely agree that this is going to be very close. I think this is probably going to be one of the closest, most back-and-forth matchups we've seen. I think TL might, might be the best team in playoffs. Uh, we have yet to see. We will wait. It will, it will happen. Uh, but I think FlyQuest will give them one of the best runs for the money that they're going to they're gonna encounter so far. I think we definitely are looking at the top four here, and I think any of these teams put against the other should be a pretty good matchup to watch. Uh, besides TSM against Cloud, it's just it's just an easy clap. Uh, but uh, I, I'm really I'm just really excited for uh, for this matchup. To be honest, I I don't like looking at lane by lane. I don't see any like extreme power for one team over the other. They both look like they're really coming out 
and like bring bring everything to playoffs right now. I think the the I think the lane that is the most in favor of TL is probably jungle. But I also think that FlyQuest will bring more variety in champion select and that might be a good way for them to catch out TL or instead of just trying to go late game. I'm rather surprised. I actually think jungle's probably at best even. Uh, at worst, FlyQuest is probably favored. I think that Santorin uh, has been crazy good this entire split. I think that he's actually been able to pull out some very clutch plays. He's been able to pull out the Lilia during the C9 series. He's shown a bit of flexibility. Everyone on FlyQuest has shown a bit of flexibility in their role, except for maybe Solo. But that's just because he pulled out Shen during hey, this play. Hey, play Shen! If it's up, pick it! It has one counter and the counter sucks! <laughs> that's it also um i think he's still got uh pretty good renekton i'm not sure if that gets punished that heavily actually hmm. all right moving on i think that santorin's probably favored in the jungle matchup i think that uh, FlyQuest as a whole um is probably more solid than tl the opposite of what matt has said and uh, I think that this is going to come You're down wrong. to who, <laughs> to who executes better stylistically. Because I think that FlyQuest has really turned into that team that's just like, oh, we're just going to go ham, we're going to be early game focused, and we're going to try to wipe you and get all of these objectives that we can. Whereas TL is that, oh, you know what, fine then, we're going to give you that early game. We're going to let you get those objectives. But I want you to know that when it hits late game, we're going to be the ones securing them. And it's going to be which team actually can execute uh, on their game plan better, and just close out the game I, I according think, to plan. I think these are two of the most game plan oriented teams we have, may, uh, mm -hmm. maybe besides Fly, or, uh, Golden Guardians. And I think both of these teams are going to walk in there with, with two plans, and they're going to be so close that every objective is going to become fought over. I think that, and when I say close, I mean the plans are like the same, like go to the same points. I don't mean that the they're close necessarily. So, I'm look. I just think this is going to be a crazy game, a crazy series, and I think it's probably going to be the best series we've seen all year from LCS. All right, now before we go, I want to know uh, what matchup is everyone looking forward to? Like what? What uh person to person, lane to lane? To, I'm looking forward to the C9 TSM match the most because there's the most on the line in terms of content for us. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like actual League of Legends, I think actually the more exciting series will probably be Fly TL because I think that one is just extremely close. So I'm really looking forward to the top lane matchup in the C9 versus TSM. I think that will be like the place to watch for that entire series. That's going to be where all the action is. That's where everything's probably going to happen. If if one team opts to assault the other's bot lane, I think that team's going to lose. I think that's what will actually what will totally happen in that series, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're both gonna gun it for topside, and I feel like that's gonna be so much fun. Uh, we got some good series coming up this weekend. I I am just looking forward to this weekend so much because I have not been this interested in two series more in in like two years of League of Legends. I agree. Mm -hmm. Oh man. All right, I'm out, I'm out of topics. Oh wait, wait, wait. Go finish. What do you want? 
I just want to see the FlyQuest versus QL matchup. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of players that just shine out very brightly within the series. Like, all right, there's Tactical, who's being the new AD carry. There's CoreJJ, who's being uh, the amazing support. He's been all split. There's Ignar, who's starting to pop off once again. There's POE, who's bringing out the crazy picks. There's Santorin, who's just great in the jungle. And there's Solo, who's still just being that rock, just rocking a top lane. And it's just, I want to see, like, how well... Um, uh, I want to see all of those kind of stars just go at each other as hard as they can. That's it. <laughs> That's hey, all. Hey, much just excited he gets to go to Worlds for once. Yes! <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, don't, get you, don't get used to it, buddy. Alright, Matt, I'm out of topics. Ooh, you want to go on and take us on home? Yeah, I think that'll do it for this week on the Legendary Leland's podcast. You can catch us normally at uh, this time, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, on twitch.tv slash 2 k 11 You can catch the VODs on the YouTube channel, Legendary Podcast. You can catch the audio version on anchor.fm slash L-O-O-L-P. And don't forget, FBI Good night. Open. Oh my FBI god. Open. Oh my god, what a way to end.